I'm trying to remember. I'm quiet. Good Friday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. Live in our downtown Charlottesville studio in the Macklin Building, a show presented by Yes Realty Partners, Keith and Jonas Smith's company. Not only is Keith a broadcaster and a Cape Crusader fighting for housing affordability, but guess what? He's also a realtor. Yeah, who knew? <laughs> who knew? Really? <laughs> Keith, I thought you did this for fun. Keith yeah. helps people <laughs> buy and sell homes. <laughs> who knew? So, Are we talking about homes today? <laughs> so if you need to buy or sell a house, Please call Keith Smith. I think it was important for us to start emphasizing the fact that he is a realtor. He is a realtor. Judah Wittkauer is our director. Judah, why don't you go to the studio camera with a three shot. You get to pick today, Judah Wittkauer. And you will see the esteemed Jesse Rutherford in the mix. Gentlemen, good morning. Oh, crystal ball came out. Crystal ball came out. I think the first thing we should acknowledge the fact is Keith is wearing a cape, Jesse. Yes, it's it's a really great outfit. If you could... uh, Outfit. Outfit, yeah. Could you describe the... uh, (laughs) It... So for I us. have a cape on and, and the belt. A belt. And my housing affordability <laughs> utility belt. Neil Williamson, are you watching? Um, you are you have inspired to, this, Neil Williamson. He is, this was all his fault. I know. We are going to fight for the fight of housing affordability. So there you go. I got oh, my cape Lord. on. It could be something about the award I won, but who knows. And oh. he's got a crystal ball in the shot, Jesse. I got crystal balls. Should we you wave the wand? Yeah. Both got wands. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they did in The Wizard of Oz? I don't remember. I have no Oh god! All I can say is, you know, you need a you need a uh, Bob the Builder outfit at this point, Jerry. You know, I yeah. do. And then do. you know, when we start talking about housing developments, we, you could say, yes, we can. <laughs> yes, in my backyard. Yes, yes, in my backyard. Well, that's yeah. a real thing. Yimbies. Oh, Yimbies. Yeah. that's a real thing. Uh, oh, so, big on the West Coast. I hadn't seen any of that out. Yeah, here. it's very big in the West Coast. But let's kick sure. off with, with introduce yourself to the six people who don't know you. Who and, am I? Uh, I don't know. What you do and well, and I appreciate the uh, honorable mention that you had there. I don't really get that every day. I think I said uh, esteemed. Esteemed. Yeah. Wow. Steamed. Okay. Is that what you do with vegetables? I don't know. <laughs> I steam them normally. <laughs> steam my vegetables, but that was, uh, that was very sweet of you. Uh, appreciate it. Don't get that every day. But uh, Jesse Rutherford, board of supervisor, Nelson County, born and raised. Only place I know. I'll die there. So that's pretty much the story. I love it. So I love let, it. Let's, let's get this out on the table. I respect this man tremendously, guys. And over with already. Let's talk internet. Let's <laughs> so, as a matter of fact, yes, let's do it, because I got a wonderful update from yeah. Firefly on go. how quick we're going to be getting it. And I think we had, they have close to 5,000 people hooked up to Firefly or something. Mm-hmm. That's like, might be 4,000. I had to double-check the number, but... Large number, and please cue in the chat that you haven't gotten it so that I can then forward that to Firefly and say, get these people their internet. Uh, but they have, by and large, have been doing a lot of the infrastructure build out. A lot of people are seeing them on their homes and on their poles outside their house, and we're just a matter of time of the install and lighten that sucker up. So we're in, and it is, you talk about changing a culture. Like, I remember on the show when we talked about universal internet connection. Sure. And I said, I don't know what it looks like, but it's going to change a lot. Holy cow, has it changed a lot. So tell me how. Well, you know, I, I think, especially in the rural context of Nelson County, right? Because obviously there's other counties getting fiber internet, like Fluvanna, Louisa, Fluvanna. some of these other ones. Um, Nelson's pretty much better in every regard, though. Um, <laughs> we have... Better views. I mean, I could go on. You don't disappoint. I don't. (laughs) Nelson doesn't disappoint, really. Um, But when you look at 
where people are looking in the housing market, right? Yeah. We always joke about like, hey, a house that comes available in Nelson County is competitive to anybody who serves the urban ring. That's a fact, right? If you, you work in a job in the urban ring of Charlottesville, well, you can live in Nelson, Green, Madison, uh, even Stanton in Augusta County and either way. He says, please say Flavana. Do you have something to say? He wants Flavana. to say Flavana. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. He's very proud of Flavana. I, <laughs> I, 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 Crusader, just uh, so that you know. We right. have a Fluvanna County in watching as well, and Maggie Gunnels watching the program. There we go. Thank you, Maggie. Come on, Josiah Maggie, Leonard is saying, where's your tool belt and cape as well, Jesse? I'm really upset I didn't bring it, actually. Well, it would be know. overalls and a tool belt. That'd be more fitting, but <laughs> I'll bring my hard hat and all that next time. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, you should do that, actually. I actually should do that. Yeah. I don't wear hard hats. Oh, wait. Oh, I do wear hard hats on job sites. Don't worry. But anyways. <laughs> You're so thick-headed, it doesn't really <laughs> It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I hope my insurance well, company is watching. Go. We, we back, got people watching. Back to where I was going with this. You know, we watched people when they were looking at housing inventory. All of a sudden, once you get universal internet connection, yeah. Nelson's a place you want to live, eat, and play. Right? It's a fact. we got the best hikes. we got the best breweries and wineries. we got the best views. <laughs> Well, all of a sudden, we became competitive in the entire United States to live. Yeah. That guy, when we talk about that urban ring serving that area of that urban ring, well, yeah, that person's now competitive, but also the guy in California who's working whatever coding job is now competitive to have an East Coast lifestyle. So we've seen a lot of move-ins from those directions. And some of that, I mean, obviously, it's impacted our real estate Massively, especially on the 151 corridor, where you also have proximity to 64. You're 30 minutes from uh, two metropolis areas, and if you want to, if you have people in Richmond live in Nelson, who work in Richmond sure. now living in Nelson County because they got that hybrid work lifestyle. So, I want to kind of go back to internet a little bit sure. later, but part of what we're starting on today's show, and you're the one that's kicking it off, is um, we're going to starting in the next couple of months on Fridays, kind of bring in some local elected officials. So technically, you're here as the chairperson right. of Nelson sure. County yeah. today. Um, so you know, let's talk about Nelson County from yeah. a government, local government perspective. What's going on? How's the budget looking? Sure. Uh, anything you want to share, and yeah. and we'll pick it up from there. So at the, at this time, our our budget's looking really interesting. Interesting. Uh, I was talking a little bit about the transient occupancy tax revenue stream, and it's looking like Nelson County should be realizing more revenue naturally with the change of the state law enforcement, obviously. Enforcing transient occupancy tax, uh, by and large, is not that simple. You know, it takes a lot of intimate roles and in making sure people are paying their taxes. With the state changing the laws requiring that online platforms to make that contribution directly to the counties, that's definitely impacted it a lot. So I definitely see our revenue increasing at least 20 to 30 percent in this budget cycle. And I would imagine it has a chance without raising the tax rate to increase close to another 40 to 50 percent. That's where I was going to go. Yes. Did you, this time last year, think you made a, a, a prediction that you'd be revenue neutral? Are we looking the same way? We're going to be positive. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're definitely going to be a positive this year. Um, I don't, not as massively as we would hope for until the next tax assessment, but we will be revenue positive. Explain what that means. Yeah. So uh, I know we talked last year because we had the huge debacle when everybody got their reassessments and it was 200%. Dude, people are freaking out around here. I know. Des but you're not. So. So, so yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. So in clarity, Nelson County's not doing a reassessment. Today. We already did ours. You already did yes, yours Yes, everyone got year. their in. Yes. And then we year, did right? some equalization with that too. Got it. So, yeah. this, so to be clear, yes. Nelson County. We've already did ours, so we got a little bit of time. Um, I can't remember if we're on a two or four-year cycle. I think it's a four-year cycle. 
might be too. But um, either way, you have to kind of get started pretty quick because it takes years to get it done. Uh, so, you know, as it related to tax assessments, what happens is a lot of localities try to live off of whatever the tax assessment is. That means you're not increasing your rates because you're living off of the natural inflation of the general real estate values in your county, right? Nelson County has a very, very positive history in not having to raise real estate taxes as a result of living off of that inflation. Um, we had a massive increase in assessments recently, so we did a lot of equalization. So we lowered our real estate tax value to help alleviate some of the burden on people. Um, so, you know, I, I imagine if there are any revenue enhancements, which is a fancy word to say tax increase, <laughs> you'll find out when revenue local revenue enhancements. Price modification. Price Red adjustment. Red I like Red that. The real estate. You know, these are Red most the realtors have a different term for it. Uh, it's a price modification yes, today. I don't know, right? Yeah. We lowered the price. Yeah, we lowered the price. So, anyways. Got it wrong, lowered the price. I would say, you know, if we're looking Oops, at. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> me and That's my, why I love you, Keith. That, me right. and my inside voice. <laughs> You're on point today, Keith. That's yeah. right. So I, I would I would tell you guys that you know we probably wouldn't be looking at touch we I, I in my entire history of being on the board I don't want to increase real estate yeah, tax sure. that impacts our lower income demographics which we'll talk about the impacts of housing on them already sure. uh, too substantial so if there is any conversation about revenue enhancements it'll be on the transient population coming into our county and eating so and drinking. so you are looking at other sources other than rooftops. Right. And we don't even necessarily even have to look at that this year. We're probably a year out before we really need to think about revenue enhancement tax increases. So you guys are the best. You're man. thinking like 2023. I would I say 2024 budget cycle. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah. Dude, okay, Judas said I should clap for Jesse right yeah. now. He's exactly right. Viewers and listeners watching the program, give Jesse Rutherford some props in the comment section, and I'll relay those props live on air. If you have a question, put them in the comment section. I'll relay it live on air. I'm trying to get Todd Rath in the mix, the owner of Blue Toad Heart Cider, yeah. who watches the program routinely. Yep. He's a big fan of yours. I, I may be um, moving the family to Nelson County. You have to. From, Cal from Keswick to Nelson County. I mean, what he is saying is resonating with me. And, and it's you got internet. Yeah, we have internet. really great internet. He's got breweries. He's got distilleries. He's, he's got, got views. Not, it's, a, not, it's not about the, the, the booze. Bill, <laughs> no, maybe, you know. Bill McChesney says what everybody in this area is thinking. Yeah. My friends all over Facebook are gasping right now with the Charlottesville real estate tax imagine. assessment increases. <laughs> and, folks, you, you haven't even seen the tax rate yet. What's going to happen with yeah. the tax rate? If that goes up, it's really going to sting. Yeah. Keith. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. I describe it as a three-sided triangle, right? Mm -hmm. So tax assessments on the top, bottom right is the budget. Yeah, right. So in your, that's the reason why I want to start having these sure. round these budget, table yeah. budget conversations. Yep. Yep. You know, to quote uh, Ned Galloway, um, you know, if you really want to know how Jesse Rutherford is going to vote, watch him during budget season. Yeah, watch him during budget season. That's <laughs> no, true. Budget yeah. season yeah. on that end of it. Yeah. But if I'm hearing this right, it seems like you, either your budget's going down, if I'm hearing that right, if you've got this... So basically Airbnbs, right? Short-term rentals. Short-term yeah. rentals, yep. Airbnbs have not been taxed. Is that what I'm saying? They thinking? have been taxed. We are working on enforcement. So when Got we it. had solicited increasing the tax, we had realized that there was, it was not being fairly enforced. So we've doubled down our efforts. And between our efforts and the state's efforts, we've realized new hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's awesome. So um, What does double, down, double downing on the efforts mean? Just like uh, double checking down, the sites? That's... 
checking the sites, that's basically, you know, one of the threats we had is, hey, if you don't have your short-term rental paid up and paid for, you know, you're going to lose your, you might lose your right to even have it at all. That's yeah. awesome. And so what did that mean? I, I was talking to the Is that an SUP in your county or is it by right? Not agriculture. Got it. Everywhere else it would be special use permit. Got it. Right? Kind of the opposite Sorry. of what Louise's problems Got are. Got it. Um, so... When we doubled down, I mean, we had people coming to Nelson County stroking $30,000 checks because they, owed, they realized they hadn't paid taxes over the last two years. And, you know, you, we got to kill the myth now. Airbnb, over the last three, five years, has not paid your local taxes. So quit lying to yourself, and you now owe lots of money to a locality that you've been using their services. So people think Airbnb is They thought that those short-term rental platforms were paying the taxes – because it pays the sales tax to do, the state. Do, do, we, do we honestly think that's what people thought? or was No, it I, I definitely think there's a lot of people who are just going to ride that train right. and see how long you could ride that. Don't ask for permission, and ask then, for forgiveness later, and play dumb. And then when we doubled down and started threatening all sorts of stuff, you know, there's some people right. Do you need some, something from my utility belt for that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. But... Uh, Hopefully, over the next few months, as we kind of tidy up and clean up that act. So, so you're going to like hire up more personnel? Or you, We're or soliciting new platforms to help with enforcement. It. You know, it's now a big and enough revenue source that we can justify, you know, entire you know platforms to run the whole system. So, so you think it could be automated? I don't oh. know if it could be automated entirely, um, but it could definitely alleviate some of the uh, tracking of. Ownership of short-term rentals and all that stuff. Yeah. So somebody asked me asked us this on the show, I think last week. Right. So sounds like, in simple terms, Nelson County is probably going to be revenue neutral. I would tax, say revenue neutral. Taxes speaking. are probably not going to go up. That. Yep. They will probably not go up. Twenty twenty-four may be different. Right. On that yep. end of it, I was asking. Um, Dale Herring, our, our friend uh, from Greene County last night, you know, they're giving actually money back yeah, yep. on that end of it. So tell me how Nelson County is able to do this and not Albemarle County. Great question. Or yeah. City of Charleston. Or City of Charleston. I yeah. just got hammered on I saw that. assessments on my desk over there. Yeah. 13%. Year over year, and I don't even know what the tax rate is. It's the reason I put my cape and belt I mean, on, make you feel better. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> yeah. uh, and a lot of people don't realize this, and I'm going I'm to cut straight to the chase here. The owners of the property oftentimes are passing down these yeah. increases. I mean, it goes to the tenant. It goes to the tenant. There's no yeah. such thing as a tax increase on an individual who owns large assets. Right. It's, it's only, that, that always well, goes from here down to The you people know, that it impacts yeah. are the fixed income. Oh, financial right. margin. Right, yes. correct. Yep. The marginal, the marginalized on the financial if you're side of things. Lower income, you know all those things, and God forbid, you know personal property, personal property taxes going up, or are those staying the same. Well, here? on the seventeenth, I'm going to have Chris Fairchild sit in that seat, and Moselle Booker, who's the go. current chair. Um, if the you know if the crystal ball aligns and everything aligns right, I actually might be paying on my house in Fulvana County the same cash amount wow. as if it was in Albemarle County. And that was the first time in 30-something years. Look at that. Don't that. touch my... I'm sorry. Don't ever, don't touch I was helping you. Do not okay? touch my balls. Okay? <laughs> this is the reason. I'll do my best. Yeah. I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> Bill McChesney says Nelson County sounds a like America. And I responded, yeah. it sounds like heaven to me. Yes. The beautiful, it is, in fact, God's country. It's God's country. The beautiful, the talented. Um, Devin Combs watching the program. Combs? Combs? Combs. Combs watching the program. Um, and she says, I'm so very proud of you, Jesse. I absolutely love you, honey. That's so sweet. She loves wow. you. See, that's his fiance watching the I program know. right that's now. That's so sweet. Um, I, have, I have to pout now. 
Why do you have to pout? Mrs. Smith said behave. Okay. Behave? Okay. All right. Debbie we'll Donahue or Donahue, giving Donahue. you some props. Yeah. Uh, Ginny uh, Brazil, giving you some props right Excellent. now. These are the tough last names today. I know. I'm real Let's tough. get some harder ones. Yeah. There's, some, there's some Germans who've moved to Nelson, so I'm waiting for them to chime in. I like Rutherford and Smith. I can phonetically pronounce that. Rutherford's a tough one. You know. Rutherford's it, it took, so took 30 years in Nelson I County. I like John Blair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What? So, no, I was just like doing the Marine Corps grunt time for thing. So, so talk a little bit more about Fluvanna. Uh, Fluvanna? Well, yeah, okay, <laughs> I can do that. Nelson County. So we got internet. Um, looks like our budget's balanced. Yes. What else is going on in, in, in Nelson County? You know, I, a really similar conversation that a lot of the localities are having is what are we going to do with school capital improvements? Obviously, Albemarle and Charlottesville have probably one of the largest impacts that I've ever seen and never want in my life. Um, we have some major uh, capital improvements that we're trying to figure out what to do with our school population. But you isn't know, that going down, though? It, dramatically. So it's looking like we've lost another fit. I'm not going to say 50, it's like 40 to 50 pupils year over year. And we've lost about... Why is that? You know, and I, I think we, at some point when we get to the housing topic, like I kind of want to talk about some of the workforce impacts that we're living in Nelson, too. Oh, this is your show, buddy. So, um, you know, we got some interesting data combined with the Census Virginia Employment Commission from uh, our consultants who are helping us do our comprehensive plan. And we got data related to, and I'm going to pull it up on my phone real quick, data related to uh, who works and lives in Nelson County. So, you know, I'm going to give the not shocking stats first. So in Nelson County, people who live or, and leave Nelson County every day to go to work, it's about 4,800 Nelsonians. We'll say here we not are out, out of how many? We're getting uh, probably about, about 7,000. Well, okay, this is not that simple, so don't even say that. I'll, I'll shut up. So about 4,800 people me. live and leave here. Nelson County every day. All right, people who live and work in Nelson County, it's about 1,600 people. Here's the statistic. Here's the number that's really scary, right? How many people do you guys think drive into Nelson County every day to work Nelson County jobs? Oh. I would, would not even have an idea on that. I, do, think, it's do less than, I think it's less than 1,600. It's more. So this is where we start getting into Well, you've health. got Wintergreen. Oh, yeah. And, this, and the breweries. Yeah. And, and, you, and 151. Yeah. So you have about 2,100 people who drive into Nelson really? County to work Nelson County That's jobs. So when we get into talking about work, workforce blocks, you know, who's living and working in Nelson County, what do those numbers look like? One of the things we've learned is that the largest block in Nelson County every 10 years increases the 10 years. So in the early 2000s, I think that largest block was 39 years old to 49 years old. And then 2010, it was, you know, 49 to 59. Now we're starting to see that number get to 59 to 69. And that's not a workforce demographic at that point. It's starting to age out. So we've also come to a realization like, oh my God, we've lost our largest block of 39 to 40 now. So what does that mean? That impacts our student population. That impacts who's working the jobs in Nelson County. So essentially, we've come to this realization that we're importing a sizable amount of our blue-collar jobs, our hospitality jobs, from other counties, especially Amherst County. They're coming into Nelson and working Nelson County jobs. Now, which leads us into that, why is that, right? And, you know, we talk about housing affordability all the time, and you know, my goodness, I joked, I said, well, if we improve wages, a lot of these folks probably would prefer, certainly want to live in Nelson, sure. but because of the, you know, 
inability to infiltrate our housing market, they would probably still live in Amherst County and just have a better lifestyle. Judah, did you load up these slides by any chance from Nelson County? If you wouldn't mind. Oh, they're on screen already? No. no. Okay. But okay. if you could do slide, slide two, if you wouldn't mind. So what that's showing is Nelson County single-family detached to play off of that. Yeah. Uh, does not, thank you, sir, does not sure. include new construction, but it excludes wintergreen. Wintergreen is... That's its own thing. You just got to leave it, leave it to its well, own. Well, we, I've yeah. got numbers for that. Sure. On that. And, um, <clears throat> but, so 2022, the median sales price was 401 <laughs> to, to your point. By the way, outside of wintergreen, yeah. you have no attached product. No. Right? You have no. nothing that would be able to, I could pull out of my housing affordability no. utility belt no. to help that. No. Not at I love you, 401000 <laughs> so I said to Yona, should I, should I wear this? She goes, I love you so much. She goes, you're such an idiot. <laughs> she didn't say that. She said it in German. She spoke to me in German, so uh, she said something. Mal. I'm pretty sure it wasn't romantic. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's funny. When she, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get I myself. genuinely I'm enjoy be, your comments. I'm going to... Yeah, it's because I'm not smart enough to do anything else. Oh, I am a realtor. Look at that. He is a realtor. He is a realtor. Judah's laughing. So, <laughs> so go, go, to go, slide, to go to slide number one. Judah, let's work me. Okay, okay slide, <laughs> number slide number one. I'm sorry. Slide number one. Slide number one. We'll get to housing. Huh? Nothing. Keep going. I don't, it's a real estate show. The ADD show. just kicked it's in. It's a real Stop. estate show, Keith. It's, Stop. it's on Thank screen. You. It's on screen. So we're, we're losing. We're losing. So even though we're up to 401 thousand dollars and 22 sure. we're losing volume number of units that are are being sold we went from 176 and 21 to uh 139 and 22 which by the way 22 is matched off right spot on on 218 so sure. 218 2018 was 140 units sold you know for 12 months and in 22 139 so we've got no product coming online we got prices going up going up dramatically Going up, we've got nothing I can pull out of my super-duper utility, yeah. a housing affordability utility belt yeah. to help anybody. What the hell are we going to do? Right? What are we going to do? It's a disaster. Um, I mean, it, it, so I, I just kind of... Excuse like, me to interrupt you. I just want to get this out before I forget it. Yeah. That stat that you just told me yeah. blew my mind. I didn't really... We didn't pre, have oh. a pre-production meeting on this stuff. I did not understand yep. that you have that many people coming to your county to yes. work. Yes. That is where wow. we are at now in Nelson County. And I, I hope that data point starts getting echoed in a lot of our policy in the comp plan and zoning. But let's, let's talk about that number. So who can afford $401,000? I mean, that, the salary you need is probably above the median household yeah, income I, I could already. add context to that. Yeah. Um, da, da, da. I know. As the chair of the land trust, yeah. um, we help 23 people. Affordable housing yep. buys, housing affordability buyers buy at we average sixty five percent area medium income. Sure, the maximum sales price on an ownership component is about two fifteen. That's at about best. where you got to be. Yep. You, you really should be at two hundred, right? Yep. To make those math, to make that math work, so that that the PI principal interest taxes and insurance or HOA if you're in one doesn't exceed like a third of your income. Yeah. Most of the folks are doing about 50%, by the way, gotcha. at, that, at that level on that stuff. So we're, we're not even in, in not even, Nelson County, you're not, not even, even half, half you're not there. even halfway there. I mean, I, I sit here and think all the time because I'm part of the Lynchburg area MLS car. There's, I mean, you never see anything in the 200s anymore. 
Oh, like, 200s are gone. Like uh, that yeah. that number, like, and that was your you maybe know, Buckingham County. Maybe. Oh, for sure, definitely Buckingham. I mean, hey, listen, I still say every day the answer to affordable housing lies in the land of Buckingham um, because because oh. of. But at the same time, we have to look at this other piece. You know, as we see local governments, and you know, I'll, I have no problem saying it. We're some of the largest barrier to entry for any new housing inventory. What, Amen, brother. In all sorts of policy, everything else. You know, so I got into a real big fun fight, right? With a bunch and he of would know. He's a builder. Yeah. And he owns properties. I where, own rental properties. Yeah. I own long-term rentals, short-term rentals. I can paint the whole picture of why markets are what they are in that regard, especially in Nelson. But, guys, you know, you look at local officials and they, they, they always say no with impacts. And the problem we run into, and this will go to my speech that I made to uh, Thank you. subcommittee. Thank you. Um, essentially, when you're looking at what's happening right it politically it's always the right answer to vote no i hate to say it and you know like and it, it How did that, first let's let's inf- yeah because i'm going to be looking at what's active in nelson county while while you're while you're speaking sure um so sally hudson sure has put in a we should uh care, you know put in perspective who she is got it for yeah. those that don't know got it so would you like to yeah pick sure up on that? sally hudson she's a virginia state delegate uh she represents charlottesville pretty much and maybe a piece of Albemarle. she does uh she had a bill representing uh adus adus auxiliary dwelling. dwelling units which is basically saying you by right have the ability to have one in your property, you know, barring certain impacts of, you know, uh, engineering like health and all that stuff. But it would remove the zoning app portion of that. Now, is that a cure-all? Absolutely not. Is that a great step in a direction? Absolutely. Well, to quote Neil Williamson, you know, housing, yeah. more housing for everybody. So yes. it will help the inventory. Yes. But this is an important conversation. I mean, we, yeah. we, we have folks on both sides of the aisle, right? Ah. You're not on the same side of the aisle as Oh, Sally, no. No, absolutely uh, not. On, on that. And you actually went and spoke on, her, on this. Behalf. Absolutely. You know, and uh, because at the end of the day, housing is a human need, you know. And, I, you know, to kind of say something that I said there, I remind my conservative friends and colleagues all the time of the first paragraph in the Republican Creed, and it says that the free market is the best supplier of human needs and services. Yet, here you see a bunch of conservatives standing in the way of the free market to satisfy some of those needs. So, like, I want to talk about the politics of this a little bit because voting... I'm glad you're doing this. Voting no <laughs> is and always will be the most popular thing you can do as an elected official. You will be seen as the brave guy. You will be seen as the one standing up for a community, standing up for the environment, standing up for the, you know, whatever the character of a neighborhood means, for all those tips, types of things. Because what happens is those are the only groups that really get out and campaign for candidates. Right? Neil Williamson says all the time, how can the folks that don't live in here, live in the area, campaign for more housing? They can't. They can't. They, I mean, they can't go to a board meeting and advocate for housing that they can afford because they're already trying to figure out how to live in the housing that they got. Exactly. Well, so, that's, that's why Neil has a cape on and I have a cape on. That's and right. You have a cape that's on. That's right. And everybody who's trying to, to do that. Yeah. But um, let me tell you about this knockdown drag out I had. So okay. I had a handful of local officials once at a, at a conference I was at and we, housing came up. And I just brought it up. I was like, you know, I think there's a lot of us in here. And they're like, well, there's a lot of impacts we need to address. And, you know, I think we need to start saying this part now. I said, yeah, sure. 
Do we need to add another classroom? Do we need to add a turn lane? I said, you know what? Those impacts are going to be a lot easier to figure out than trying to figure out how we take care of a generation that's had two or two generations that have not had any ability to generate any equity in their life. Well, you know, that fact alone, you have to think about it. How, your home, when you got it paid off, that was the thing you lived off of when you got get to that point of retirement, right? You can't live, then all of a sudden start figuring out with your flat income of Social Security to survive. What are you giving to your next generation of kids? You know, we've basically, as local officials across the state of Virginia, looked at the entire conversation and said, oh, let's, let's do a study. I am so sick and tired of stinking studies. God, I love this guy. Like, you're getting to this point where, so they'll say, we know housing is an important issue, but let's go on ahead and make sure that we do another study to figure out how best to implement it. And they're going to tell you the exact same thing, Virginia Housing all of those entities are going to say, you need more housing inventory. And so what I agreed with Sally on was taking some of the, at some point, even if it's not politically popular today, it will be a political necessity in 20 years. Local authorities are going to start losing any authority as it relates to certain housing developments, sadly. And that's, that's the shame on the localities at that point. Because we're going to get to, like... 2,000 people are driving into Nelson County to work today. Now, we're obviously not getting a lot of ass to build in Nelson because topography and all sorts of other issues. You However, think that's a, the only reason why? No, I mean, you definitely have a cost infiltration. You have an infrastructure infiltration issue. But when you have counties like Fluvanna and Green and the rest, when they start denying these two, in Albemarle, two, three hundred home developments, that's our problem. You know, and that's when I have to look at you know, those boards and say, thank you guys for making my life more difficult. So, you know? so I'm glad that you brought that up because yeah. um, Ned Galloway and I are doing these road shows uh, and, and we're bringing the regional housing partnership to, uh, to each one of the jurisdictions. And, um, you know, and generally I include in my remarks is this is a regional thing. That's the reason I, why the regional housing... You have to talk about regionally. Right. Yes. So what happens in Nelson County impacts yep. Charlottesville and vice versa. Um, I, I'm going to give you a bit of a shout-out because um, what, what you have said to me once before, and I'd like you to redo it again, okay. about explaining it. to a, somebody in your jurisdiction yeah, yeah, yeah. that they couldn't afford there. Yep. But before you do that, yep. I actually emailed Jerry and Judah. Um, there's a dashboard we're working on called HAND. So it's hand housing, and if somebody could post that in the feed, it'd be great. And what's really neat about it, it's a picture of all folks. It has CEO, accountant, preschool teacher, yep. mental health counselor, yep. pharmacist, yep. emergency technician, yep. healthcare aide. Yeah. On the top, it has a dollar amount. Yep. And as you slide this dollar amount left to right, from zero up to an amount of money, all these people, it says gone. housing insecure. It just yep. takes these it's people out. out. Gone. And it's a really great tool because when you're having a conversation with somebody and going, okay, great, you're rejecting all these projects. I understand why you're why, but you understand that your school teacher now can't live in your county. Yeah. Oh, our school teachers can't live in Nelson County. They have to drive from Amherst. We have, I've heard stories that there have been teachers from uh, Appomattox in Campbell County now driving to work Nelson County. How far is jobs. that? I mean, we're talking 45 minutes. You know, a drive that you would normally think in the, the boonies in Nelson would be willing to drive to a Charlottesville drive are driving from a rural municipality to work another rural municipality's, edge, you know, T 
teachers' jobs. And, you know, sure, is there a wage piece to be had there? Yeah, but when it's at $401,000, you know, it's going to be really hard to figure out everyone making six figures. Nelson County has 28 homes on the market right now, excluding Winograd on it. Um, Four of them are under $200,000. And as you were speaking, I was looking at all those four. Yeah, they're probably... What's the DOM? What's the DOM on those four? Oh, 151, 114. So... They're They're unhabitable. That's what I was going to say. You knock them down. Those are are investor infiltration love projects. Those are the only people who are going to buy those. And I think at the price points they're asking for, it's not that. So really, you know, you you start getting into the... Jumps to 230 right away. 249, 250. Which, you know... At least close. You're getting there. Uh, but, you know, that's competitive. But Everyone's in that market. That's exactly right. Everyone's in that market range. Or on the 10th unit of the 28 is when you start having a three and it's only one and then immediately jumps to, to four. four. Right. So your medium, median list price right now is 629 Low is Low is 142 but you're buying land. You're Katie, not, Katie Pearl, the realtor, says, I love this guy. Uh, she's the queen of Whitehall. Multiple people, including Grayson in North Downtown, saying this guy is what we need in the city of Charlottesville. We've encouraged Jesse Rutherford no. multiple times no, no. on this program to run for state senate. <laughs> no, no. Um, now, Keith is immediately going to say, don't make his head any bigger. No, no, than no, that's no. what he's saying right no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> Keith right there. You want my uh, utility belt? <laughs> he's getting a... Uh, need my fiancé to chime in and say no. <laughs> uh, Stephen Anthony is saying, love Jesse's viewpoints from a fellow Hornet. Man needs to run for state or federal office. That's literally what I yep. just said right there. Josh Sullivan. Hi, Jesse Rutherford. This is Josh from Ben, Oregon. I'm moving to Skyler soon. Yeah. Do you have any good compost suppliers in Nelson County that you can recommend? You get everything on this show here, Compo- Compost. Compost. Did I hear that yeah. right? He's just... moving from Ben. He's watching yeah, in Oregon. I know this guy. Yeah. yeah. You know this guy? I've met him. I've yeah. talked to him a couple times. Uh, yeah, there's some, there's some good cow f- pastures nearby. I'm sure the farmers will contribute for free. Mario Fallas. Yes. Give me some props. This is the tough last name show here. Rodriguez Vest, Catherine, Francis, Catherine, Garcia watching the program, all giving you props. I can't even keep up uh, with how many people are giving this man props. Your fiance says, no, 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 no. No <laughs> Senate. You. No Thank Senate, you. Jesse. Yes, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> says, no, no. We don't have time I, I love that. you, Devin. I can tell that you're A-plus people. Michael Plecker, that's part of the problem. Only investors will purchase the yeah. lower price homes. Yep. What happened to home buyers that want to use sweat equity to make a home affordable? Who wants to touch so, that one? I, I, I really want to hit on that one. Okay. Um, because, that, one, that world of where bankers trusted a person is to over. rehabilitate yeah. a home is never coming back. Right. It died in, what, 08? Maybe 08, 09, 2010-ish? 18, 18, 08. 18, 08, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1808, is that when it died? You know, and... You know, we play this, we talk about, you know, sweat equity. Like, I, I loved, I had, all right, and I do want to get to the guy that you mentioned where I told him, like, he couldn't even afford the very thing yeah, he Yeah, yeah, that's, that, you have to tell um, that story. It's, it's a really so, uh, poignant story. You know, when we're talking about that sweat equity, we don't live in a reality like we, they, we did in 1970. My dad built a house in the 70s with zero building inspections that he still lives in. It would never pass any housing code today. And if he were to replicate what he did, the cost would probably be close to three quarters of a million dollars because he'd have to implement what we have, right? Now, that's not to say some of those practices that we have today aren't good. Like, there's a good reason for some of them. There's definitely some bureaucracy and ridiculous <clears throat> stuff. Like, So, yeah. so I've, I've, I've been reading 
Jerry has a young person in the house. I'm old and I can't sleep, so I wake up at two thirty and read. <laughs> I do that too. Don't worry. Oh, I don't read that. I just wake really up. well. Reading's good. Okay. So that I'll you text know. you. <laughs> no, do not text me. Do not text me. Oh yeah. I got to learn how to put this thing on silent. Do not text me. <laughs> but um, I was reading a really interesting article. Uh, I think New York Times put it out, and the question was very simple: What happened to the starter home? What is right? that? I mean, it doesn't exist. You know, and like, and and look, <clears throat> we talk about turning red tape into green tape all the time, and we also know about twenty five percent of any new construction is red tape. So if you can help that a little bit, it'll kind of get there. But one of the conversations, and you're an elected official, right? And you talk to other elected officials all the time. You know, if you, you can't do a development right now, on something that can produce something at two hundred thousand yeah. dollars, they would do it. Developers yeah. and builders we would, would love do- to do that yeah. because the market's so there, right? Yeah. Not to mention there are incentives for the developer to hit that market. Yeah. So you know, it's and, and it's just it's just an interesting conundrum that we you know um, uh, Michael Payne said in my presentation to the city council. You know, his comment was, "Is you can't build yourself out of this." Mm-hmm. I disagree with yeah, that. You have to build yourself out well, of Well, it's a one component. But you can't build yourself out of it if you can't change the rule. If you yeah, can't, that's right. If yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway. So, God, I interrupted you. Yeah, no. I, I want to kind of touch on, like, why are things not more affordable? Well, one, we got more bodies than we've had in a long time. You know, two, we've got so much more, you know, red tape, as you've just mentioned. And all those things add, you know, you I remember there was a developer here in Charlottesville when we had the first housing conference thing, and he said, you can't add regulations, referencing like sidewalks or whatever mm-hmm. improvements you have to do in the city. You have to like build sidewalks on your side and the other side, or something of that nature. He says, you can't add regulation and then expect things to get affordable, right? And that's just a fact. We're living this world where we've allowed so many other interest entities to monopolize and take over some of that red tape. And I would easily look at some building practices to say, and, and there are countless contracts that say, like, this is overbuilt. Like, you didn't need to do these things, right? So let, let's paint a scenario here. Let's sure. do a, a case study. Yeah. And I'm going to put you on the spot a little Ready. bit. Um, Keith and Jerry get together. Um, we figure to do something in Love, Lovingston, sure. right? We've yep. got water and sewer there. Yep. And we're going to do a 500-unit project. I don't know where. Okay. Hold on a second. Right. We're, 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 for, the take of, for the sake of a talk show. There you go. There you right. Go. right. Thank you. Uh, thanks Feet's on fire right now. As uh, it usually is when Jesse's here. Uh, it's the coffee. It's the, the coffee. Yeah. So, what, so what's my chances? I mean, you know, I, one, you got tons of issues. Politically, as it relates, I mean, of course, I don't know if I'd, I think I'd Love to know where you put five hundred. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'd sit there and right. I'd say, I don't know where that would go. Okay. But let's just let's just say fifty. 50. Say let's 50. say it's fifty. Right. Let's Once play you it. said five hundred, I'm like, where could that even go in Central Virginia <laughs> at this point right here? But let's say fifty. Let's, let's say go. 50. With 50. I was trying to be a bit facetious. Yeah, I got let's say 50. So let, let's just stick with fifty for a second. And I would say politically, you would have a, a good chance. The problem with fifty, the numbers won't work. And that's the problem. Yeah. Developers for not the developer. Have, yeah. 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 And and you and even if you're starting to play games and try to get like. Trying to get housing authorities and all that, 
they then have to play large games with the state, federal government, and those other authorities to get enough money to make it work. And guess what? That takes years. Years and years. And the market changes. And then all of a sudden, oh, guess what? All of a sudden, money's changed, taxes, and that grant that you were promised, oh, there's pull that rug right from underneath of you. And And we saw that during COVID, exactly what he's talking about. We did see that. Like three different markets in a two-year period of time during COVID. Yeah, and they all shut down. And that's what, all of a sudden, we watched inventory costs go massively upwards. Right. So let me try it a different way. Okay. Could I get Went to Green approved today if I wanted to? You would, wow, that would be, well, yeah. So I've actually made a very similar statement. I said, I highly doubt regulatory driven you would be able to do winter green today by any standards. I would agree with that. That's a fact. They would never, like, so let's say today they want to do a winter green. They regulatory would not have been able to have done it. I say, like Monticello, you could not build. Exactly. Those two, so two very large housing stock places, you know, Wintergreen, you know, is a different kind of demographic, but Monticello is a good example of that. How, how many units in Wintergreen? 1,000, 2,000, yeah, something yeah, so like that. About, about it one, depends one on how you quarter. count the condos and all that stuff. Let's call it a quarter of like Something Monticello. like that. It's, it's a large amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wouldn't be able to do that. Like, yeah. you just absolutely want, like, if, then if you made it a political issue, absolutely it would not happen. Yeah. If you made loca- local officials decide if that was going to happen or not, good luck. Well, you're talking about you couldn't get past the federal and state side. Oh, you wouldn't side. get past the federal and state side yeah. and Department of Drinking Water. Yeah, and, sure. you know, I mean, it has one entrance and one exit, which wouldn't happen today either. So, no. you but, know. But to that point, yeah. it's much right. I, I use this example all the time. Uh, where I live at the acres at Lake Monticello is a 150-lot subdivision. I bought the land, went through the zoning requirement, rezoning requirements, site plan requirements, and put a bulldozer on the job in six months. Sure. Unbelievable. And that's that's and Colonial what we Circle, do. Yeah. which I want to talk about some good news about that. I'm okay. with hu- my housing tool belt here. And there's a ton of questions here. I'm okay, ready. Sorry. Okay. We're, Jesse no, but I, go ahead. Yeah. Finish your thought. But it took, me, it took us six years to get it. To get to the point to put a bulldozer on the Absolutely. Floor. And that's just between financing, the regulation. And that means we as developers have to be like financially fit that entire – and hope the economy doesn't change too dramatically right. to impact it. So, you know, I would get um, – I would lose my wife immediately if I said <laughs> I get back into the development game. Yeah, so no. I will not do that. That's and fair. she's watching. And I know yeah. she's watching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't but represent I, You could a, a small to medium size firm yeah. – could not do that. This no. Year. And no. honestly, think about to 2006, 2007, when everybody was like a developer doing 15, 20 lots, they could afford to do it. The only entities that are now able to fulfill those roles is major, like eight to nine digit companies. We're talking Stanley like Martin. We're Ryan talking Ryan Holmes. Holmes. Like yeah. those guys are the only ones who can afford. That's the reason why the Southern support. Development. That's yeah. the reason that 50-unit project would never It work. would never happen, right? Because right. uh, who's going to do that? Nobody. Like, the, the, it, it won't pencil and out. And so you're only going to get these eight, nine-digit companies coming in who are like got lots of money, who can afford to pay the eight-year I need 150 comment. units. And they're like, you know what? We are gonna we got the $2 million to front the engineering, all this. We yeah. understand and project in eight to ten years we'll finally start realizing some of our money. And those are the only guys who can do it. And that's not how America was built. America was built by those guys who built two to three homes a year, who developed five to ten homes a year, whatever that was, and that's where most of our housing stock. Well, came. the 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 implosion, which sucked, me changed in. the game. Yeah. Changed the game. Oh, yeah. absolutely, and absolutely. Changed the rules the changed, financing changed, everything changed. Question, sir. Um, Sam Moyer, props from him. Pam Golf, props from her. Catherine Garcia, watching the program. Catherine Francis, um, questions coming in from Claudia Wade, who I believe is your part-time neighbor. 
Um, she says, I joined the show just recently, found it on Facebook. She loves it. How do you propose starter homes get built for a reasonable cost? Um, and she says that uh, she's building a small house near you, and the price has just increased, not just supplies, but labor as well. And it's far over budget what she planned. Mm-hmm. You have three media outlets, Legacy, watching the show as we speak right now. Yeah. Supervisor Rutherford. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about starter homes. Like, I, <laughs> Let's say it's the $200,000 number. Right? It, well, that's the math, right? That's now. the math, right? Now, you can't... All right, just building costs. Let's say I have one floor plan, right? I call it the efficiency build, you know, as also known as the butler, right? It's got, like, three interior walls, three bedrooms, two baths, 980 square feet. Like, it's as efficient. The dining room, living room, kitchen, it's all right there, right? Company housing, imagine. And... You know, with that's tri- the houses you build. That's the homes that I try to build. Okay, but okay. the thing is, is the demographic also can't afford those, right? So those houses are still coming in at 200, two hundred, yeah. two ten, yeah. two fifty. That's without land buys. That's without any complicated well, well and septic. Yeah, yeah. And that's with generic everything: generic floors, generic trim, generic, builder grade. Yeah, like you're yeah. talking, like, hey, you're not actually. I'll, you, I'll look at a client and say, you don't really get that many options. Like you're gonna, this is you're gonna get a house. It's gonna appraise. And you know what? You make your improvements as your life goes on, right? And so, and the thing is, if that's at 210, 220, and there's no other builders other than like Clayton Homes and maybe. Maybe a Liberty. Maybe in that same market. And the thing is, they're in the same boat. The demographics we were selling four years ago definitely will never be able to infiltrate. So that's that. why the land trust is really picking and that's, up steam. That's, that, we acquire, we you, have to find money. You, basically, you have to have a controlling mechanism yeah. for starter homes that controls the land, yeah. that offsets the initial infrastructure cost, and basically guarantees that that home into, is it into perpetuity, so, essentially, is always for that demographic? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's in the deed. So, so um, that's the only way. Well, I'm sure there's other ways, but but barring major inventory, it's it's subsidy. Outs. Unfortunately, it's cash. Yep. Right. It's federal, local, whatever to acquire that land. Yep. So to paint that scenario, we could we meaning the land trust can buy that land, yep. hold on to that land, and then you could put that two hundred thousand dollar unit on top of the land. Yep. Now all of a sudden we can put somebody in 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 a home. But if I heard you right, it's two hundred plus the land. It's two hundred plus land, barring anything complicated. Yeah, got it. You know, so, so what's that put you at two forty two fifty? Right. That's assuming you can find the land, and that's that and you're not going to find land for ten twenty thousand yeah. dollars. You know, land's going to be fifty k. Yeah. Unless you're and really most scenarios are your uncle's got five acres and he's going to gift you one and a half acres so that you could build this house. So that's why, and thank you for being on my regional housing partnership. So why, why, why was there not the political capital for Sally's Bill then? Everything you described would seem like there would be tremendous momentum for Sally's Bill. Yeah. And, and, it, and it failed. Uh, I, you know, it's... <laughs> John Blair just tweeted he wish it had not a failed. I wish it he had not disappointed. failed. I was disappointed too. I mean, it was he was low lying Second year in a row, right? by the way. Yeah, fact. like it's not like it was life altering. You know, we're just trying to get create some level of opportunity. Like, it wasn't answered. No, would it probably produce a thousand new opportunities for some kind of housing? Maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe. Um, but we're going to turn around and like how that failed. I hate to say it's probably a little bit of politics. I mean, you got Delegate uh, Larock who only speaks negative pretty much about anything that most people had to do. And all they did, and, you know, the most frustrating thing is when people vote to table something, that is like the, a, like saying bless your heart in Southern. Yeah. 
Like, just say no. Just, just, vote no. just say no. It took yeah. me a lot of years to figure that. Bless my heart. Thing bless out. your heart, Voting buddy. to table <laughs> is worse than just saying no. Like it's just the like, conditions change. The market changes. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, we know this is a big issue, but we're going to vote to table it. Yeah, it's right. like, dude, really? It's, it's a weasel. Proverbial... It's like if you have some spine and vote no, right. you know, and if your constituent constituency doesn't care, then just vote no. Then don't play this game. And and that and I think. Some of the barriers you have there is it depends on who the speaker puts on those committees. We you just know. kicked the can further down the road. And, and, well, basically all they said is they want essentially more studies to get done and hear back from housing councils who've already told them we need more inventory. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know how many th- different ways you can cut that, but I think the biggest barrier was local governments. So how Between much, Vaco how gonna... and VML, and shout out to you guys, um, but you guys were a big piece of why we can't get more housing inventory. You, and though I understand and I appreciate my local officials' authority and I would love to potentially be a home rule, the local governments have proven time and time again our inability to figure out the housing problem so the state needs to step in and take the authority away. Yeah, and part of that is the lack of institutional memory. Uh, yep. Part of that is in a lot of jurisdictions locally, there's one-party control yeah. um, that's impacting things as well. Um, part of that is this NIMBY mentality that oh, is yeah. significant momentum locally. And it owns every locality. You know, like, it, it, like I told you, it's always politically popular to vote no. It always will be. Like the guy who's looking for the yes doesn't even live in the district like you just said. Exactly. So voting no is really easy. Guarantees you no primary. Well, no how primary. do you fix that, Keith? I mean, you've been in this since 87. How Hold do you on, fix that? Let, let me, let me which see button? what I got in my utility. Which is on the left yeah, side, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. No. It's been a common theme, right? It's a common theme. And, 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 you know, the only thing I could come back to is, look, we're a Dillon Rule st- state, right? So The state has the authority to do this. Except... For the city of Charlottesville, not Mark County, they actually have a special, specific ordinance, oh, a affordable right, yeah. dwelling unit ordinance for those localities. So they actually, on their own... And they can have those. They yes. can do that. What Those two jurisdictions yeah. can do whatever they want, yep. as long as they wrap it in the flag or the cape yep. of, of housing afford- affordability. Right. And they've had that ability since 88, by the way. Oh, yeah. But yeah. for whatever reason, it's, it's not happening. It's the reason why... Neil spends the time that he does, you do, I do. We talk about this on the show and go in front of these elected officials in this roadshow that we're doing and saying, guys, come on. It, 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 it takes four, people, four entities to do this, public sector, private sector, the nonprofit sector, and the people who we serve. Let's get them under a tent and figure out how to do it. Yeah. We were able to do it with the land trust because we brought all those folks together. Right. And just to, to put it in perspective about building equity, We've just last year sold our first two land trust units. They bought them at sub 80%. I think they were 65% AMI, lived in them for two years. Prices went up in two years. They walked out, they sold their homes, walked out with 50, walked in with no cash, walked out with with $50,000 cash, went up the housing ladder, and another affordable housing buyer came in who's going to build that equity up. Yep, that's the perfect story. And the only way to do that, we were able to do that, was to bring all these entities on the run room. And I actually didn't let him out of the room until we had a decision. <laughs> but I, I actually think, believe that. But it's thing, true. I, know, I, I, I literally would I not let him out the room. But no. I think really. I had Liza sitting me. So yeah. I had the back Wait, dog. Liza's and the dog. Kid. The I Love Seville dog right. over here. But the thing is, it's like we need to do what you just did, not just with two, but we need to do that on a scale of hundreds. Well, I did 23. We did 23 last year. Yes. Um, uh, but we're out. We got, I've got. I know. I'm, you have no more stuff. I've got You're no more land. land. And the thing is, is you need. 
I mean, gosh, I mean, what is the housing shortage here? Isn't it like 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, something like that? You know that? the exact number? I don't remember. That's I'm, roundabout. I know we keep referencing the 2018 plan, which is like already, you know, out of date. But the thing is. Look, is, it's really simple. The buyer pool is the depth of the 20-foot yeah. dot end of the pool, right? <laughs> That's or the right. 10-foot platform. That's right. And the inventory is the kiddie pool. That's and right. as you've indicated, wait till interest rates continue dropping. I and it's going to worsen the scenario. Yeah. And he's got questions coming in. This is from, uh, is it Nelsonia? Is that Nelsonians? Nelsonians. Nelsonians. This is uh, yeah, a Nelsonian right. watching Richard Averett, yeah. uh, friend of the programs, yep. come on as a guest. He's an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Uh, Richard, I love when you watch and participate with the show. He says, Jesse Rutherford, in fact, he tagged you. Um, oh, what price per square foot are you seeing for a basic home? 200 plus. I was recently told to build a home at a custom home quality to expect 400 plus per yeah. square foot. I actually think 400 plus is light. Especially if it's... Yeah, so, so, so can I, he, said, he also says this, and then I'll throw it to both you guys. This cannot be driven by material prices alone. No. They are coming down now, or wages, which are not up that much in, in, yeah. in the context of trades. In any context, this makes affordable housing nearly impossible. Richard Averick, great comment. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're looking at, let's just look at Floor level, what is a, what is an affordable? Like when I'm describing you builder grade, you're not getting any options. Like if I if you were going to spec a village of homes, like what that's going to cost you per square foot. And again, this doesn't count land cost, right? So you're coming to me with land. I mean, you're in that 150 to 180 dollars a square foot range, right? That's low end. Like that's very. And if you're doing anything remotely custom, and to address some of that. I mean, the workforce situation in the building world is absolutely a disaster. It's brutal. It is absolutely a disaster. We are building a third the homes today in this boom that we're living than we did in 2006 and seven, And building them is taking two to three to maybe even four times longer than what we were able and to do. And the dirt's then. more expensive. And the golly. I mean, that's not even talking about dirt yet. You know, that's like back then you could at least buy five acres and, you know, have some level of affordability with it. We got a viewer and listener walking into the studio right now. We like that here in downtown Charlottesville. Uh, Keith Smith, custom uh, price uh, per square. Yeah, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, I just googled real quick. The average age of a construction worker is forty-two point five. Oh, that's that's really 40, low. 42, 42 that's, and a half years old. But that's probably geographic specific. Yeah, this like, is nationwide. If you get into the south southwest, south side, central Virginia world, man, that's 50, 60 years old. You know. So I've had, I will, we'll leave name, names out of it, but I had um, some meetings with some I've custom home builder clients, and we had some meetings yesterday, and I, I, I knew what this square footage range was going to be, but on the light side, you're at 300 but really you're, you're approaching the $400 per square foot. That doesn't include the lot. Nope. That doesn't include lot improvements. Nope. Because uh, the ones we're looking at needs retaining walls. These yeah, probably hundred grand worth. Of, yep. Yeah, just you know, just the, the what we call the horizontal yeah. work. Was this, this Northern is, Albemarle County? Yes. No. Okay. Uh, Are we talking? Uh, what we is the chemistry working? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Plus another one which you don't know about. Okay. Okay. But but in any event, there's there's two. But but that's where we're at at the moment, and it's and it depends on what you're picking. You know, do you want gold? fixtures you know regular fixtures that yeah. kind of thing oh absolutely but you know but you're, you're at that you're at that vertical construction yeah closer to 400 than 300. easy especially in you know if you're looking for anything with special stuff in it but uh, again 1987 i was building custom homes 75 bucks a square foot affordable man can you imagine that? affordable 75 man. bucks a square yeah i mean 1987 
I, and I have to advocate for... And I was expensive. I have to advocate for a little bit of the industry that I participate in manufactured housing. I mean, at some of the... We, I watched the demographics I was selling. You're, you're talking modulars? Modulars, okay. double-wides, and single-wides. Okay. And, you know, you're going to have to start seeing methods like that that can scale become a more prominent option in certain areas because the reality is there's but so many framing crews, right? So you, we can get convertible... We can get... We can get um, uh, the words is escaping me here. We can get creative. That's it. Yeah. On the vertical stuff, but if we can't get the dirt, yeah. we can't get the subdivision can't get approved. Nothing, yeah. We can't get the, you know, the infrastructure there. We can't get through all the approval processes yeah. and all that kind of great stuff. Yeah. Then you can't do anything. Then we can't do anything. You can't even do it. So we honestly, out the gate, you can't even do anything. So well, let's talk about happy thing. stuff. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing we should highlight, Kevin Yancey is putting this in the feed, the mayor of Waynesboro, and a lot of comments on the feed right here. He says, you guys are talking about the trades. How about Charlottesville City Schools, basically the city of Charlottesville, agreeing to drop $3.5 million to buy out Almoral County and K-Tech. Did you see oh, that? Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, Kevin, that thank broke. you. Great, great article. It was a great article K-Tech right K-Tech went broke? K- K-Tech was purchased by Charlottesville City. Uh, it was a joint venture, a JV with Almoral County. Oh. Almoral County made the offer, same offer, $3.5 million about 60 days ago. Yeah. City schools balked at it. Yeah. And then they duplicated the offer, bought out Almoral County, and now K-Tech is controlled by the city of Charlottesville in totality. And the reason I point this out is because the folks that are trying to get in the trades, K-Tech doesn't even have the teachers to teach the <laughs> to students teach the that students want to get so into the trades. That's true. That's the scenario we're, we're at now. We're into that right now. So, you know, I think one of the biggest lies especially with the education of a student, especially in the trade world, is you look at it and you say, oh, become a plumber. Do you know how stinking complicated it is to become a master plumber or even get journeyman? The only, and I I hate to say kids, but if you're 18 years old, you want to become a plumber, the only option that they're going to have is to get hired by some big outfit that's paying for the class, that's paying for their truck to get there, and all of that. Otherwise, if you're just some... Some kid who lives in whatever county, you have no opportunity to drive to K-Tech every night with your Ford F-150 from 2002. Like, it's not going to happen. Look at you. Look at, look, at, look at my licenses. I have these virtually now. I don't have paper. <laughs> look, at that, look at that Costanza wallet over there. Look at that George Costanza wallet he's got over there. I mean, there. you could have at least laminated. <laughs> I've got my vaccination card, too. Oh, God. Uh, Keith just uh, slipped Jesse Rutherford his business card over there. Is that your... No, that's uh, his license. That's oh, my contractor's license. Your class license. A contractor's license yeah, yeah, yeah. over there? Again, I've had this since yeah. 80... It's all on an app now. So. Really? Yeah. You okay. should upgrade. Okay. You know. Okay. <laughs> be with the cool kids. Yeah, you know? okay. But, anyways, but I got a cape. Yeah, you do have a cape. But <laughs> I want to go back to the topic of the trades. Like, but you see the gas, fit, gas fitting license I got uh-huh. in there? <laughs> yeah, Good that's, job. that's how old I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> when you qualified for that rule in 1994. But, you know, the infiltration to those trades is Thank so you, stinking expensive. Like, okay, it could be free. But then the, just the fact that you're going to make someone go three to four years of working, like it's harder than finishing a four-year degree now. And that's a shame. That is a shame. That is a, but this may change, Jesse. It, it the, will change. The, how they treated nurses and how that used to be a four-year program, they expedited that to be an 18-week program in Lynchburg. So the bottom line is the thing I hold in my hand, my iPhone, yes. seems like a lot of people, this is what they want to do for a living, right? Yes. But if, sure. we're, if we're tracking What's the that, new, be an influencer? <laughs> is that what it is? is, is no, no, being a tech you know business. That? Oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, those guys are. 
But those guys are getting hurt hard, yeah. right? It sounds a little familiar yeah. how we got hurt in the construction uh, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? They might pivot to being a plumber. I, I doubt you know, it, but they might pivot to be a plumber. The day that comes, I'm ready. You yeah. know, I'd love to see them you know, putty some stuff up and so, put it together. <laughs> I will tell you, what do you think the number one cold call question I get from people is? Do you got anything for rent? No. That's mine. Mine is, do you know anybody who can do this? Do you know anybody who oh, can sure. do that? Yeah. You know, I, I need a little plumbing work well, done. I need a little electrical work. I mean, work. and if you got a guy, you never tell who they are. And right, you hide right. them, and then you make sure you invite them to your Christmas party with none of your friends. Dude. But then, then at that point, I go, do you know I'm a real estate agent? <laughs> you know, real estate. The subs that I have, I'm giving you, them Christmas cards. Oh, yeah. Bottles of booze. They're taking them out for lunch and to dinner. Jesse's point, yeah. folks constantly are asking, "Who do you recommend for this?" I'm like, uh, you know, no I have no idea. Who I deal with. You know what I, I do? What I, can't I point that. to those big, big businesses. Oh, yeah, just call that eight hundred yeah. number. Right, <laughs> go figure it out from there. Give, contribute to their bottom line. Um, but it's it's a lot, and I do want to hit one highlight where this is a good story where we talk about housing affordability. And some of the nimbyisms that you live, and I had a constituent, and this is a pretty kind of cool story, right? I had a rough day that day, too. So he comes up and was complaining about, you know, the demographic that was going to live there, you know, crime, the, the typical litmus test, right? Like, we don't want those folks, and he's just like, oh, my God, what isms is this man going to use over the next five minutes in talking? Uh, pretty much used all of them and said, you know, it's this isn't affordable, or this is uh, this is what happens when affordable housing comes to an area. And I looked at him after the meeting, and I said, "Buddy, let's let's play a game real quick, because you couldn't even afford to live in this place even if you wanted to." Right. And he was insulted, and I was glad he was. And I said, "Well, let's play the game." And so I walked down the salary, what he gets yearly for his yearly pension, and I showed him like you know thirty percent of your income. Do you have a car payment? Let's walk this down more. Yeah, sure. And I said, "You are outpriced by six hundred dollars a month." Payment. Well, that's what this hand tool will do for folks. But yeah. thank you for telling me. And the us thing is, is he, you know, you put that perspective in people's brains of saying you couldn't even afford to live here. What do you think your kid's going to do? You know. And is there an empathetic response? He, uh, it is no longer hostile. Okay. It is more just uh, oh. let's talk about environmentalism now. Like let's talk about watersheds. Let's talk about you know. So they pivoted. Yeah, they they got to pivot because you got to understand in the NIMBY world you have to use whatever argument you think fits the narrative of who yeah. you're talking to in that moment, which is such a shame because then you just know because you could I'll, I'll play that game too like with them and like oh, okay so if it's not that let's talk about aquifers let's talk about you know the impacts of a highway let's talk about the history of Nelson County in that town when it used to be. 3,000 people, and everyone, and you all, we always talk about the good old days, so I guess they weren't too good then. Um, that's the big shame of it all, is they're just so against it, they're going to pick whatever ism they want so that they can see it end, and they falsely use words like rural character. That is the most abused, misused, whatever catchphrase you could ever have between that and we protecting the environment, right? Because when you talk about, you know, uh, water impacts, it's like, guys, you know, we're not even a tenth of the agriculture society we were. And you want to talk about who uses water? Farms. They use water. Your home, it's using 100 gallons Largest a day. Largest impact on the, on the Chesapeake Bay is, it's is, far. is far. And is so, you know, you, you can play this ism thing, and at the end of the day, it's just they don't want it. And it, I've had one guy who just looked at me and said, I just don't want it. And I was like, that's the most honest well, thing. Well, at least he's honest. That was the most honest thing. And I said, I put most of my, I said, if I voted no, it's because of him. 
because he was honest about why. So, so Nelson County is in a good fiscal position yes, right now. Yes, we right? are monetarily is, in a good position to address some of our needs. So your schools are decreasing. Schools are decreasing. Enrollment. Enrollment. Enrollment is Enrollment is, thank you. Enrollment yeah. is de decreasing. So you can't really, if I wanted to do a project in Nelson County, that wouldn't be an argument. Because I, it, it definitely, I don't see how it could. Okay. You know, I mean, if they want to play, they want to hire two more teachers. Well, hiring two teachers is pretty cheap if yeah. you can produce more housing stock. Maybe the teacher can finally live in Nelson if it lives there, if it happens. But to this conversation you had with this gentleman, right? Eventually, Nelson, because, you know, at $401,000, eventually my taxes are going to go up, right? Sure. The value oh, absolutely. Going, yeah. Is, We're is in four years. Up. Can you imagine? So how can I stay, this gentleman, how is he going to stay to live there without offsetting it with something else? So yeah. wrap it around a little bit differently. Uh, how much of your tax base, you may not notice number off the top of your head, is to rooftops? Because you actually it's have... Kind of, yeah. You're it's substantial, a, right? It's pretty substantial. Yeah. It's like, Luvanna's 90 plus, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 yeah, we're like... 92%, I believe, of Luvanna. It's Luvanna's north of 90. 90 I, I okay. can't remember. I think it's I mean, but that's, that's a pretty similar story for us as well. I mean, yeah. we're in that, I think, 70% or more. Well, seventy percent is good. Yeah, because well, we get of wintergreen. And, and, Isn't that why? Well, yes, absolutely. Because well, of the wintergreen housing inventory, I mean, you're getting sixty-two cents a hundred on a million-dollar house. Exactly. That has no kids. And these are wealthy but, folks yeah. with second homes that aren't no, really taxing. Infrastructure. But that's technically a rooftop. I'm talking because you've got one fifty-one. You've got a lot of business taxes. Oh yeah. Well, we don't really tax businesses. We have a thirty-five dollar fee a year. Yeah. And we don't have a gross receipts tax. And I stand with my original platform in 2017. There will be no gross receipts tax in Nelson County. Cor Corbin Snow, friend of the program, Snow's Garden Center, opened up a wedding venue in Nelson County. Mm -hmm. Nelson County rolled out the red carpet for him. He's in. It's like it was easy peasy. And he put it in comparison to what running the family business in Almaro, and it was completely different. Yeah. Gross you receipts know, tax is the biggest theft thing that you could ever the, the thing I have the biggest problem with that, what he's talking about, is it's done at the beginning of the year based <laughs> yeah. on forecasting for the rest of the year. At oh. the time of the year when revenue is the tightest yeah, because yeah. it's January, February yeah. when things are slow. Yeah, it should That's be, my well, problem with it. It should be, well... And, quarterly or at the end of the year or something. Mid-year or something. Yeah, mid-year. Well, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then they don't take any account normally for expenses, right? It's just all your gross stuff. So right. Your cost so, of goods was 552 million and you only did five million dollars worth of got revenue and it's a lump sum payment so <laughs> i'm gonna ask you a, a question that's been perplexing me and i'm, I'm, I'm probably going to get myself into a little uh -oh. bit of trouble which i have not done yet today no, I, I, um so it's we still it's, have time it's, 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 well i'm looking at the time i got i gotta hurry up and get it in <laughs> yeah um so we have three rules on the show, right? No yeah. divisive politics, no pointing sure. fingers, and having fun, right? Sure. So what I'm about to say doesn't violate that. What I'm, what I'm perplexed <laughs> I hate, with... I hate those rules. What I'm perplexed <laughs> with... I know you hate the rules. I needed to remind you of the rules before I asked the question. Okay, fine. I'll, um, I will I'm, not behave. What I'm perplexed, because I've been doing this for three and a half Lee decades. Lee Gordon has given Jesse props and saying, thanks for all you do for our county. Sorry, Keith. So back in the day... Right. The folks that showed up to oppose projects sure. were generally on the left side. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I, and yeah, today, it's, it's the people not, that show up to Bellman, right it's side. the right side, it's so, which I don't understand. Trust me. I, my, He's you're that. saying conservatives are conservatives opposing Conservatives are yeah. now yeah. one of the larger demographics that are opposing I don't new get it. thing. Right, uh, and it's well, supposedly property rights. Property rights. What does that okay. mean anymore? I, I, you can bring that up to someone, and then they, I say, okay, so you don't actually mean that, so quit saying it. Like, yeah. you're not, like, a purist. It's you're hypocrisy. You're a, you're a property, like, it's like a really cool word that you like to say in a political speech. Property rights when it applies to them. Uh, yes. And whatever, like, 
I knew a guy who was pro-Second Amendment, diehard, ran for public office, owns a house in Nelson County, and then complained that his neighbors were shooting guns in their yard. And I sat there. I was like, oh, my God, please go back to Charlottesville or somewhere else. Like, it's, you know, I don't, hunting I don't, season's going to be really hard. I, I, I've asked you a question that I know you couldn't answer, so but I don't I, understand. Let me, let, me, let me nail it. So yeah. my father, who obviously was a developer and lived that too, he's like, yeah, your biggest group that you always fought was typically those on the left end of the spectrum. And he's like, I'm now looking at the very people who would stand there and advocate for something that I was doing now use the exact same, almost to the T, litmus test of, the, what, they used of to what they used to use, and they don't want to admit that that's what they're doing. My dad's like, too bad we didn't record enough stuff back in those days so that we could just rehearse what those people were saying. So, my- What do you attribute that to, though? Uh, populism. I think, you think? I think that's what it is. I think it was a populist shift that when they realized that their narrative wasn't winning enough local offices... That they're like, because people like saying something that the crowd wants to hear, right? Ultimately. Now, whether how they vote might be different, generally they vote that way also. But I think that's what happened. People, so, yeah. so I think what's going on, my personal opinion for yeah. what it's worth, and, and, and I'm kind of involved in it on a national level, um, the folks that lean to my left a little bit, mm-hmm. or my friends that lean to left, tend to be a little younger. Sure. Right? Is that a fair statement? I think generally speaking. That's fair. Yeah, That's generally fair. speaking. And, and when I have conversations with the folks at that side of it, they were, it's really getting into more of a generational split mm-hmm. than it is a, a political ideology That's split. That's probably true. I, and they're like, I don't know where I'm going to live. Yeah, I have no idea. I have. But there are six figures of student debt. And my daughter and my problems. son-in-law are moving from Seattle to Richmond and we're helping them buy there and it's it's a struggle yeah. and he's a doctor just leave it at that and we're a struggle at to find something that fits in it and what we're doing is we're losing deals to somebody that looks like me yep. for cash yeah oh yeah absolutely so I think what we really got going on yeah it, it, it's it's it could be a generational thing or well you know you, you do run into that with politics too just on other issues right so some an older generation always typically looks at a younger generation. They apply exactly how they grew up and sure. the environment they were in, and they can't comprehend why they can't do the same thing, right? And I, 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 I by default, because of my yeah. age, I go right. There. And that's and that's 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 a generous thing. We deal with that. We've dealt with it back in the early two thousands on the topic of health insurance, healthcare, and all that, and so many other different issues. So it's definitely, and if it's not a problem for you, you don't care, right? And you vote. Like you don't care. Typically, people vote in their interest. So to Jerry's point, yeah. the people that are, let's say, younger, let's sure. keep politics out of it, sure. are generally working, taking care of kids, Student can't debt. show up yep. to the meeting. Or they don't live here. Or they don't, or they don't live here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other side tend to be more my age. Yep. Retired. They got Wealthy. five, ten acres. They worked their Freedom. whole life yeah. for what they got. And they should... God bless them for that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, and, but at the same time, thing. is like they don't have. I, I just that, the politics are going to line up in ten, fifteen years. I, I'm not. No I, I'm not pointing fingers because that's one of our rules, right? But I, I it, it, it's just perplexed me that I remember because I used to stand in these podiums <laughs> yeah. and used to Make get slings and arrows at me <laughs> at very left-leaning side of things and then all of a sudden now I'm standing at a podium (laughs) and it's my right-leaning folks and I just don't understand that. Well, and you know, I've really hated seeing 
the philosophy of property rights then get changed. Like, oh, so that's not what we meant back then. You know, and such. You know, I, I, yeah. it's, it is I knew you didn't have an answer. Well, how do you, okay, Jesse, help me understand this. How do you handle this scenario? The political cap, okay, take a, a supervisor. A supervisor sure. in Nelson and Almore County votes, um, is voted in by a district. Sure. Almore County's got six supervisors. Yep. If the supervisor's district, the constituents the supervisor is representing, does not want increased density or more development or more housing, is the supervisor supposed to vote according to his constituents or her constituents? Or is the supervisor supposed to buck the trend of what the constituents want in their district? So, How do you, do, how do you handle that? All right. And, and this is a very, very bold statement you're going to get out of me. Okay. And it should be that you vote for the, to the best of your knowledge for the best of your, your constituency and what they need, right? And at the end of the day, you should be willing, especially because, you know, I, of course, campaigned on affordable housing because I understand that niche intimately. And I think supervisors need to start voting like they're going to go out of office the next year, right? Because if we start actually legislating that way and start governing that way, then at least you had some level of a spine, you know? My so, what, so to, to re-ask the question that Jerry asked, yeah. so if I represent District A, sure. do yep. I vote based on no. my... You should vote for what's, what the needs are. For the whole county or just my district? You should certainly vote for your district first and then okay. county second. Um, but at the same time, bucking the trend of what some of these... Be, <laughs> Looking at the isms that, that those interest groups are going to use, and you're using those as a justifying means, and then behind the door say, no, I don't believe that at all, you're spineless, right? You, have, you should not be on a board that sits there and says, well, oh, I, I was bullied into voting this way. Yeah, it's, because it's, the supervisors are voting, at least say in Albemarle, yeah. they're voting according to what the districts want. And, that's, and the districts and right now don't that, want this. Absolutely. And so, you know what, they're getting elected with that basis. And that's, you know what, that's what's going to happen. And that's why I said, eventually... Because politically, it's always popular to vote no. Eventually, the state's going to take the authority away from them to resolve the issue. Well, how's that going to go over? You know what? They did it on many other things in the last hundred years. And I, it will happen. For example, you know, as it related to school systems and being built, schools don't necessarily need to have a rezoning hearing. They get to be built. Yeah, so uh, it, it's, Jerry brings up an interesting point, and, you know, it, it, it's... You know, you sit behind the dais, right? So oh, sure. you sit behind the dais, it's really hard to understand this yep. to a certain certain degree. But um, at at the end of the day, the bravest coming together. Bra- Charles was bravest. bravest. You eh? taught me that. You taught me that. <laughs> bravest. You're on fire, man. Did that. How do you know that wasn't a rescue squad? To come <laughs> You're having a heart attack, man. There you go. <laughs> Look, um, you know, so I, I, sure. I re- anybody who sits in that seat, yes, that is, you know, raised their hand up, for, said their oath for how many, how much dollars you make a year? I, I get, I get six hundred dollars a month. How much? Six hundred dollars. Oh, a good month. for you. Yeah, it's really high dollars. That's kind. That's <laughs> kind of like my VA plus health insurance. Yes. Yeah. It's yep. kind of like my VA health, my VA disability payment. <laughs> the Nelson County Board of Supervisors earn seventy two hundred a year ish. Yeah, something like that. Wow. I think it's like turns out to be like six k after everything. You don't get into local office to make money. No. Yeah. No. Seventy two hundred. No. And it costs you because uh, you a friend of the program time. said because um, you know I'm, I'm interested in doing it. Friend of the program who you know, developer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got ties to Gordonsville. Mm-hmm. Um, he said to me, you know, this is the uh, the anti entrepreneur. Oh yeah. Getting into local office. Um, 
So I mean, and, and let, me, let me ask this question. What, 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 we, we want to wrap up? No, no, no. no this um, is good. I love the, I love this show. So, um, how often do you want to make a decision to do something that staff holds you up? Is that a regular thing? So I, I also talk about that in kind of government. There's three parts of government. Yeah. There's what you think on the board. There's what the guy on the other side of the board that disagrees with you thinks, sure. and then there's what staff kind of is bought in, right? Because at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to have to perform. And there are definitely times where you can have a board that votes on something that's not performable. Like, turns out, like, that's not an option, whether that was legally, pragmatically, staff limitations, et cetera. Um, but you, you can definitely be held up uh, on that level sometimes, depending on... Uh, I don't, we don't experience that in Nelson. I've definitely seen it in other counties where staff would put their political leanings into a situation and delay... Well, it's, not, it's not even that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, Ned Galloway said this publicly, so I'm not speaking sure. out, of, out of turn. Yeah. Um, Albemarle County, developer incentives. What These are incentives that are supposed to help developers yeah. build an Albemarle County to their affordable housing plan. We're over two years, yeah. and there was a meeting on Wednesday that in the agenda it said, we're going to talk about affordable housing in- incentives. I showed up early sure. going, hey, yeah. this is going to be this great. We're going to talk about it. And it was Nobody one came. thing. Oh. No, no, it was one, one item, yeah. right? And, and then was- you started taking pictures of your socks. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, it was good. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And you were comparing them to Neil Williamson's socks. It was great. Uh, that's amazing. I was on one side of the aisle. He was on the other side. We're looking at each other and start taking pictures of each other's <laughs> Because we were sitting there trying to get some knowledge, and it didn't. But Ned was visibly frustrated yeah. yeah and he was frustrated that we've we've a, the county approved something and the point i'm trying to make is sometimes bureaucracy let's oh, call it that. it is that um yep. why are we two years into this and the incentive program really shouldn't be that difficult no it should you not. and i and jerry can spitball yep. what it's going to be yep. and get six bullet points on it yep. and and, yep. and get there and then- uh, a lot of stuff coming in um, Todd Rath is watching. Thank you, Todd. I was hoping you'd watch today. Thank he you, Todd. Blue Toad Hard Cider. Oh, yeah. Uh, also an investor. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, he says, Jesse, when will Nelson County finally have a comprehensive plan so investors like myself stop shooting in the dark? Well, so, okay. If you're making decisions based on a county's comprehensive plan and not the politics of the board at that time, like, be careful. Like, because you could still get a no, even if it matches the We've comprehensive seen that. plan. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, and I, I, the comprehensive plan needs to be done because philosophically, we don't need to be reading stuff from the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, it'll be done hopefully this year. That's my goal as chair. I'm pushing to. So it's a non-obligatory document. It is not obligatory, and it's, a, it's, it's a guide. And when you come and recite sentences out of it, you're like, yeah, okay, I didn't agree. I was one of the two people when we were writing that that didn't agree with that sentence, and. I'm not obligated. Where entrepreneurs should be very interested is when Nelson County and other localities start looking at zoning and definitions. That's when investors and entrepreneurs are, should be interested. That's happening in Charlottesville City right now? Yes. In Albemarle County. You watch yep. the budget. Yep. Watch how, the, watch how your elected officials vote for money. Yep. And watch how they go ahead and work on their zoning text amendments. Those are those two big things yep. to go ahead and, and take a look at. And zoning is going to be the big piece. So really, I, the comprehensive plan is cool. Glad to get it done. It's zoning is what I'm saying. I, I, I can tell you I've tried over decades. I've worked on getting multiple projects approved and for myself and folks. Um, 
nine times out of ten, comp plan had not a damn thing to do with it. No, it has nothing to do with it. It's all, and then half of it comes down to the individual came, board members. It came to coffees with individual board yep. members. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I, Carol Thorpe, Queen of Jack Jewett. Uh, hey, Carol. Keith and Jesse, the city of Charlottesville has been governed by Democrat majority rule for the last five decades. If they are so pro-affordable housing and they proclaim um, that they want affordable housing, let's see, I have control. I don't understand this question completely. She's basically alluding to Dylan Rule here. How do we explain their lack of political will and action? Is it directly attributed to a Dylan Rule state and the fact I mean, that the jurisdiction does not have the autonomy to make Let's, um, let's be honest real quick, though. Charlottesville just now got politically stable, essentially, relatively speaking. That's fair. So, like, their council is just now finally getting past, like, four or five years of a lot of stuff, in a way. So, like... I'm not saying some of those things can monopolize a lot of time, but they do, unfortunately. Um, so I would give that a piece, but you don't. no, no, no. Just so, so Kelsey, you know, um, if you can look it up, it's fifteen dash. Excuse me, fifteen dot two dash two three zero four affordable housing dwelling units. I knew that. Or, or I'm sure you did. <laughs> In certain localities, Charlottesville actually, if the board. What a council makes a decision to do something, yeah. it has the it has the authority to do it on its own. It doesn't have that to be controlled sense. by the Dillon Rule. It's only yeah, a few the jurisdictions. Have a little bit of that. Well, it's that. it's the city of Alexandria, Charlottesville, Fairfax, and Albemarle County, and Loudon. So those are the only okay. only ones that are allowed to do that. You know, um, I I had a conversation with Michael Payne yesterday, and you know. I, I think this is a matter of education, right, and a matter of trying to, to, to help them understand how, what tools they have in their toolbox mm -hmm. to go in and help. All I can say is I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be wearing my cape really cool and, my, and, and really my, cool utility, yeah. my utility belt Good job. and keep on pushing this rock up uphill because it, it's, it's one of the – right, we talked about this before the show. Yeah. It's one of the three – Make essentials. Sure you get this quote right. I know. Yeah. Thank you. I actually Three essentials. <laughs> right, right. Smith will screw it up. No, don't mess this up. I will screw it up. It's part of the three. What's required? To, uh, now you've got it all. Thank you, Sorry. freaking Miller. Right, <laughs> right. Write this down. What's re well, the three essentials required to do a trip around the sun? Okay. Right. Food, shelter, and housing. So housing is important. Yep. It's, it's our why that we get up and night dress in stupid costumes to do this stuff every day, but. Um, yeah, man, I, I, we just got to keep on pushing a rock uphill. Yep. Uh, Todd says the zoning in Nelson is a mess. Yes. All A1 from the 1970s, and we all yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, then you got more. I mean, guys, we're going to do our best to get to as many of these as possible. Michael, is it Hevener? Hevener, yeah. Uh, would you think that the citizens in general just do not understand the nuances of this housing issue? Uh, most constituents don't, and that's why... People need to get elected to help figure some of those things out and hear from the experts and all that and obviously get the public input on what they think. I mean, that's you run into that in so many different – like most people don't wouldn't understand the nuances of like uh, wastewater treatment facility and the bureaucracy around it, right? But it's going to be very easily easy for a constituent to sit there and say, no, blah, 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 wasting money, you can't do that. When in fact we have like ten DEQ violations that we got to address, and yes, it stinks that we have to build it. So like that's kind of yeah, that's the purpose of. So that that gentleman did a much better job than I did. Yeah, it's about education, yeah. and it's about educating the elected officials. Yes. so they have they can talk to their constituents. Well, no, so they can make the right 
yeah. what I feel is the right vote mm-hmm. on it um, to go ahead and, and, and do it. And and I find that it take, it takes a lot of time to do it, and they have to trust you, right? Yep. Like if I come and talk to you, you've got to trust me that I, I'm not having some secret oh, agenda sure. to yeah. go ahead and, and do that. I'm really trying to help uh, uh, housing afford- affordability on it. Yep. But it comes out because they, they – you know, you, you know this. When you sit at that dais and you have person after person after person saying yep. no, yep. Yep. it's pretty hard to say yes. Yeah, but, you know, and I, I totally get that. And I, there's something to be said when you do vote against whatever that what those folks are saying. And I, you're right. You're totally right. It's really hard to vote yes. To walk through that gauntlet and look them in their eye and say, let's talk. You know, or before you even vote, you have those conversations. Because at the end of the day, you know, I... I'm always pretty proud that in Nelson County, I'll meet with just about everybody. You know, there's a plethora of places we can have a beverage and talk about it. And no, it's not a hostile place where we're coming from. And in small localities, we have the ability to do that. So we'll I see them from time to time at the Barrel House. Yes. And um, Jesse Rowe. And a couple, which hat am I wearing today? Yeah, I, I, Devil's Back. Oh, Devil's Back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, um, my first half of the 80s, I was in, war, in places in the world where people were actively trying to kill me. Yeah. I'd never been so so concerned for my safety as getting something approved yeah. and then having to walk, walk through the gauntlet. walk the gauntlet. <laughs> on that. And I have a story about that which I cannot tell on air because it involves some four letter words. But gotcha. um, awesome. and uh, but I had somebody um, jump up in the middle of a presentation and used a four letter word against myself, and I responded to it right on the spot and I ended up getting the award and on the way out I singled out the gentleman and I walked up to him and said thank you for your help and everybody got mad at him and I beat feeded it out of there yeah. before before they got me but um, that, that, that's a scary thing to do um, Deborah Peterson Rose hello and welcome to the show um, Todd says Jesse you are doing a damn good job yeah. we are one supervisor away from awesome in Nelson County. That's from Todd Rath right there. Um, why don't we do some closing thoughts, gentlemen? Sure. An hour and 30 minutes flies by when Rutherford and Smith are on set. This was a fantastic program. Anywhere you want to go, Jesse Rutherford. You know, guys, I, I think as we look into the future of housing, it might not get addressed well in the next four to four. We're in this great phase where we're finally talking about, we're getting data, we're talking about defining affordable um, and starter homes. We're probably politically away 10 years for local electeds to finally start getting elected based on their votes related to affordable housing, right? And if that doesn't happen, you'll just see a reality where the state government or the Commonwealth is going to be stepping in and taking that authority away. And that's going to be very ugly, very nasty. But look at it like this. Treat it kind of like Internet. Everybody didn't want to address Internet for a long time. And it was, it's been critical for a very long time, too. And then all of a sudden? And then all of a sudden, all the politics had to line up and everyone was getting elected on that basis. But what did it take to really... B- billions of dollars. Well, it also <laughs> took a little thing called COVID. Yes. And then that just, yes. it just ratcheted it Not up. Not for Nelson, because we were already yeah, ahead of the curve. Yeah, so yeah, we, right. d- we didn't need You know, that. Al Gore and Jesse. Al Gore invented the Internet. You Jesse, invented- I perfected it. I perfected it. <laughs> A little bit faster in Nelson County for what I hear. Uh, (laughs) Keith's got some closing thoughts. Before we do, this puts it in perspective in the city of Charlottesville. Bill McChesney, he and his wife are retired on a fixed budget. Um, I just got my tax bill, 13.82% in the city on my house. The increase since 2021 is over 24%. That's tough on a fixed income for our family. Well, and it's going to get worse for Bill because Bill, the city of Charlottesville, is not going to be having the same budget 
surplus. Or, I mean, they just spent three and a half million to buy K Tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they we, we don't know where that money came from. It could have. I, I, my point. I mean, I'll throw yeah. it to you for your some closing thoughts here. They can't afford to pay bus drivers. Yeah, yeah. To get yeah, kids to school yeah. on time, yet yeah. they found three and a half million bucks yeah. to buy a school that they were in a joint venture in with Almark. I got to dig into that a little more. That may have came from federal money. It may have been a pass through. I, I don't know where that where that money came from. It may not have came from the general fund. But I get what you're saying uh, on that. The perception. That, the perception of it. But, you yeah. know, Bill's not in a good spot. My mother and father are not in a good spot, right? Because Fulvana County's budget, I'm pretty sure, is either going to stay flat or go up, right? Right. And even if the tax rate stays equal, their dollar out of their pocket is going to go up. Um, and then they're living potentially in your basement. We love you, Tina and Pop. Lenny, you're good people. No, 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 no. I'm living in the basement. You're living in the basement. <laughs> She's already made that clear. Uh, look, Jesse, yeah. thank you. It's thank always you. a lot Jesse, of fun. Great. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. I, I, couldn't have, I couldn't have thought of a better first guest to start off our political Absolutely. roundtables where we're going to be talking about it. So for the next several Fridays, uh, for the next couple of months, we're going to be having other elect, local elected Wonderful. officials. That'd You're going to be helping me out with maybe some state hey, officials. Yeah. On, on that, so we'll have this conversation and ask the tough questions. But more importantly, the viewers and the and the listeners will be able to ask you guys questions. Yes. That's what this is that's, really that's about. That's the most critical. What this is yep. about. Um, Nelson County, you guys are lucky to have Jesse Rutherford, and I'll put it that way. And very simply, you're lucky to have him. Judah Wickhauer is the director. Keith Smith um, puts this program together. It's Real Talk with Keith Smith, which you can find online at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Go to the website, realtalkwithkeithsmith.com, if you want a lot of data when it comes to real estate locally in the, uh, in the, the Central Virginia region. Um, gentlemen, it was a pleasure. And what do I do for a living? Uh, you're a realtor. Yeah. <laughs> you so if you need to buy or sell a house, call Keith Smith, guys. High character guy. He is a realtor. He is a realtor. Um, J-Dubs, good work. That's the show. Thank, Thank you, you kindly for joining us on a Friday. Awesome. Take care, everybody. Happy weekend, everybody. Happy. happy. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse.